This is Around Your Kansas Home on AM 580, WIBW, and FM 104.9. Online, we're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWnewsnow.com. Podcast available at the AroundYourKansasHome.com website. Around Your Kansas Home, providing you information and tips to keep everything around your Kansas home looking great. Now, here's your host, Charlie Campbell. Good Saturday morning and welcome to this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Home. I'm Charlie Campbell, hoping all of your home construction and renovation projects turned out not only Band-Aid free, but completed on time. That's one of the questions that I have today. How do you complete a project on time, especially in this economy? Insight abounds in the studio today. We are joined by Annette Stahl, A Design Discovery, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, Daltmeyer Homes. Good morning, Annette. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Yay. What about on budget? Well, it has to be on time, on budget, on vision. On budget is the second (laughs) question, but the on time one. Let's go to on time. Well, I wasn't going to go there now, but let's just go there now. How in the world do you meet that on time in this economy? The way things are, okay, well, to order a fiberglass shower is going to take... Four and a half months. Are we talking months. about grape juice or refined wine? Whatever <laughs> you would like to talk about. I don't deliver fine wine. I might consume a little bit of it. I don't deliver it. So I don't really have any bandwidth there. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that we all get yelled at about time a lot. <laughs> Boy, you're not kidding. So um, I have really been investigating time. You know what? I found out there's Einstein time. Uh, please explain. This is new. <laughs> Well, I need to listen again. It was in this podcast, and I listened twice, and so then I experimented with it because I had a super busy day this last Tuesday. Like 7 a.m. I started my last appointments at 5 p.m., mm-hmm. so I didn't get home until 9. That's a long day. Yes. And so I was like, and I had way more to do in it than was possible, <laughs> and I was sure, like, I was like, oh, I had that podcast about Einstein time. So Einstein time is envisioning where you want to be and instead of looking at it linearly like where you put it on your time schedule of this and then this and then this or right. like if you're doing a project okay we're going to frame the walls and then put insulation right you just say okay here's what i need to have done at the end of the day and we'll pull all the right people in and we'll just make it happen like you you let you allow it to expand into the space okay. wow yeah and that's called Einstein time. Yeah, it was something about Einstein time. So when I left, I was like, I got a lot done today. But my desk, <laughs> like nothing got put away. So there's like, I was like, the next morning the builders call and they're like, did something happen in here? <laughs> what happened in there? We were doing Einstein time. <laughs> and I can imagine the conversation that happened after they hung up the phone. I have no idea. And I was like, you guys could clean it up for me. See, Einstein time at work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So since you broached the topic of budget, let's complete it on time and on budget. Do you have an Einstein budget? (laughs) I haven't figured that part out because every day the prices go up. Boy, you're not kidding. Keeping track of price increases is right next door to impossible. The only thing consistent is the change there's really no rhyme reason or consistency to it just my opinion i think there's a little bit of well 
the market's kind of used to it, we can probably get another 5%. Yeah, I, um, it's overwhelming. I always tell people, if you love it, let's buy it now. <laughs> it's yes. going to cost more tomorrow. <laughs> yep, you're absolutely right. So speaking of that, let's let's delve into an entire home project, the heartbeat of the home, the most important room, if you're hungry, is the kitchen. A few days ago, we had our Facebook Live And by the way, those dog treats were really good. (laughs) I'm just saying, if you missed our video, go back to Facebook. It's on the Stone and Story Real Estate Facebook page, the Around Your Kansas Home Facebook. In fact, while you're there, click that goofy little thumb and like Around Your Kansas Home and Stone and Story Real Estate Group. Those dog treats were really good. You should have tried one. I even handed you one. I, I think they needed some cinnamon, probably. And you said they tasted like lemon. I'm pretty sure that no, was No, it was more of an lemon. aftertaste. It wasn't a during <laughs> taste. It was like an aftertaste. But My anyway. My brother is in milling science, and he says dog food is actually healthier most of the time than human food. It has more yeah, nutrition I, I in it. I so. believe that. And, and the whole concept behind this live, I was just going to go, you know, right into this pantry right behind the doors. But I didn't even hear you come in. What does that say about the size of this pantry? The, uh, wow. You know, when you're used to little bitty kitchen cabinets and not enough storage space and extra totes and then a closet somewhere in the house holds your extra stuff, to walk into that pantry, it's just like, yeah, I just wanted to pull up a stool and stay there a while. It was incredible. Well, and some of them put desks in the pantry so that you can have your cookbooks or your iPad or uh, you can be organized. Yeah, when well, they're big enough, which is kind of cool. You can be organized if that's how you are wired. I am not wired to be organized. Well, I'm just not. I um, If I was in there working, I would just be eating. Can you imagine? I'd be like, now you know the why. Pantry 20 into the COVID-20. When I first went in there, the lights weren't on, and I found this jar, and they smelled like cookies, and that's how I found the dog treats. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about, I mean, obviously, not every project has the budget to add all of the bells and whistles. How do you narrow down and prioritize? I mean, I, I know we have our non-negotiables, okay? He's going to have a garage. She's going to have this or that. We, we, I understand let's it at that level. Let's cue into the kitchen. Let's because go to let, the kitchen. Yeah, let's, talk to, let's really talk kitchens today. And the reason I want to is that's a, it's the heart of our home, right? Sure. People get very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. What I find really interesting in a couple is usually the one most passionate about the kitchen isn't even the one cooking. <laughs> <laughs> It happens a lot. And my other favorite was I had a couple and they were so passionate about their kitchen. And then the kids came for one of the meetings and the kids were like, so like the carryout food goes like they were picking the carryout food. And I was like kind of looking at them like, yeah, they cook once a week. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes it's just so fun to (laughs) really get down to it. Um, here is the things I really want everybody to think about, whether okay. you're remodeling, whether you're building, whether you're trying to figure out how to make your house work, whatever room you're looking at, today we're looking at the kitchen. How do you want your kitchen to feel? What does that mean? Ooh, that's a good question. That's like, what's a banana taste like? That's tough. If you haven't lived in that element, right? how do you want it to feel is tough. It is tough. And so I have figured that out finally. So I've told people to make a feel list. When you wake up, how do you feel and how do you want to feel? So in a kitchen, 
Do you want it to feel cozy? Do you want it to feel expansive? Do you want it to feel, what is your favorite memory in a kitchen? For me, a favorite memory of mine was my grandma's kitchen because it always smelled so good Mm -hmm. and it was always really cozy. Right. So I really, really loved that. And she had a lot of countertops. So we all had our space to make our cookies or, you know, like to help. Like it was a big deal for us kids to get to help because our moms were like, get out of the kitchen. And then you felt like you were part of that warm, inviting smell. Right. So for me, that's maybe the feel I want in the kitchen. Maybe for you, it could be that you haven't had countertops forever. You love to entertain and you want it to really be able to flow and be the hub of the kitchen. I want that to be where we all gather to chat. There's um, sometimes you see shows where all the women are around helping cook and chatting or things like that. So really think about how do you want it to feel? Do you want it to feel connective? Do you want it to feel cozy, expansive, clean? Some people really, really want their kitchen to feel clean. Like that's the most important thing because they can't imagine preparing, cooking, or eating food in something that's not just immaculately clean. That's totally good. Right. There's no right or wrong answer. Exactly. It's just getting clear on how you want it to feel. Once you know how you want it to feel, now we're going to go to the next one. And this is how do you want it to function? Ooh, that's especially tough. If you don't really consider all times of the year. And day. And day. So when you think of in the morning, the first thing you get up and you get your coffee or your tea, what does that feel like? Right. Now, if you're going to work, it doesn't matter for the rest of the day until you get home. (laughs) Um, If you're home during the day working from home or on the weekends, then how does lunch work? How does dinner work? Right. Do you have your ice cream before you go to bed? What? Absolutely. It's like you read my story every day. So you want to really think about those functions. You also want to think about, now, if you have an event once a year, you probably don't need to worry about how it functions in an event. Okay? I'm going to make the rule that if you do something three times or more, then let's think about it. There you go. Um, I had one couple that spent all this time on how to have... A family event and then I found out they only have one once every other year on the even years and I was like wow we spent a lot of time and money on something that's really happening infrequently and that's okay if you have the budget for that right the difficult part is identifying and that's something that I hope you're leading into is when we talk about budget for the whole project how do you assign the budget for just the kitchen so once we know how we want it to feel and we want how we want it to function, then we want to know how do we want it to flow with the rest of the house. Ooh, flow is important. Yes. I mean, literally, because that can cause discombobulation. Yeah. And even the best-looking kitchen, without the right flow, it's a problem. Yes. So that's how does the kitchen flow with the rest of the spaces? Right. Some people want that to be closed in, so it's just the kitchen and dining room, and they can hide their mess. Some people want that (laughs) so they can be in the kitchen and living room and dining room at the same time. If you're remodeling, that would be what are the options and opportunities. If you're doing new construction, you might have a little more say. Um, So once we know how we want it to feel, how we want it to function, and how we want it to flow, Now we're going to talk about budget. We have our top three things that we need in the kitchen, right? Right. You've picked your top priorities. You know, so if my top priority, so in my personal kitchen, 
my top, <laughs> my top priorities is a walk-in pantry to hide stuff. <laughs> yeah, and people. <laughs> Snacking no. on dog treats. You really got to go watch that video. Um, I want it to also be, I want all my appliances to work for me, meaning I want them to be easy to use uh-huh. with some self-checks <laughs> so I can't start as many fires. Um, and then I really love countertop space. So I like wide open spaces that's connective in my home. Right. So those are my three priorities. Then I want it to feel homey, like cozy. Like I want everybody to feel welcome there. Right. And I don't want it to be perfect. <laughs> I want it to feel homey. Sure. Because I want it like grandma's kitchen. Right. Um, I want it to function with several cooks because I'm not a great cook. And all my kids are. And my boyfriend's kids have good – he has good kids that are good cooks. So I want it – Good all together. kids that are good cooks. I yeah. like how quickly you threw good into both of those without well, even really cognizantly yeah, doing really it. it. Yeah. His, but I picked up on it. Yeah. His um, daughter's amazing cook, and I have a son that's an amazing cook. So – I want us all to be able to be in there because they order us around like sous shelves and it's kind of fun. Right. <laughs> um, so I want that. And then I want it to flow with the rest of the house. So I want it to flow into the dining room. I want it to flow into the living room. I want to be able for us to be enjoying the meal, preparing the meal, and still be connected with the rest of the house, sure. even if it's not open. Right. So when I'm thinking of the house he lives in now, there's no way to open it completely, but I want at least to have sight lines. I want you to be able to get up from the table and not have to squish right. around a wall, things like that. So once I know that, then I have to set a budget. The budget for a new construction home is your overall budget. So you want to look at for that. I was, I'm actually going to do the calculation real quick. Uh oh, she's I, busting out the calculator. <laughs> I don't know off the top <clears throat> of Good thing my you don't head. have Microsoft Excel in front of you. You'd be building a, a calculation chart. I would be, but I don't have that. I just have a calculator. So typically your kitchen's going to be 5 to 10% of your total new construction budget. Okay. A remodel budget, you're really going to look at home equity. Usually you're going to see, like, what is my home equity line? Mm-hmm. What, how, what are the funds I have saved? Sure. So that's really going to determine more. In a remodel situation, if you can, if your kitchen is functioning, meaning where your sink is, where your stove is, right. where your fridge is, if those you could leave in the same place, mm-hmm. that's going to save you some money. Because you're not going to have to move that water, that electrical, Absolutely. all of that, mm-hmm. and then still get a new kitchen. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can. So just kind of considerations because that gives you more money for countertops. Sure. Sure. Things. Absolutely. More in seconds. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Introducing the new M18 Job Site Radio from Milwaukee. This high-performance audio system features dual 3-inch speakers that deliver loud, clear sound with deep, accurate bass. A customizable EQ allows you to adjust settings to your preferred levels. The M18 Jobsite Radio features a stackable design delivering maximum versatility. Metal speaker grills protect from drops, water, and debris. Integrated handles provide an easy way to transport and store the M18 Jobsite Radio. Featuring a digital AM-FM processor, the M18 Jobsite Radio provides the highest reception accuracy and signal quality. Delivering loud, clear sound in a durable, compact package, the M18 Jobsite Radio from Milwaukee. 
Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. We are back on this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Home. I'm Charlie Campbell, joined in studio by Annette Stahl, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, A Design Discovery, Daltmeyer Homes. We've been talking kitchens, a fun, wonderful smelling place to be, the kitchen. Love it, especially when chocolate chip cookies are being cooked. I want to take apart something that you said before. You mentioned flow of the kitchen. It was the third segmentation. It seems to me, and this is, I mean, it's okay. I can be wrong. Um, flow should function two different ways, it seems like. There should be the flow to the adjoining rooms and the family, but there also has to be the flow of the cooking pattern and how, whether there's one cook or two, take apart a little bit for us the, the, the flow inside the kitchen and how it works. So people love to talk about the triangle. Right. The triangle is the oven, the refrigerator, refrigerator and, and the sink. sink. Mm-hmm. And so how do those triangles work? Um, I think that is important. I have found that sometimes I take the fridge out of the triangle or far edge because people are coming in and out of the fridge and it makes me personally crazy in the kitchen right. for them to be too close to me. Right. I have also found that I like to be at the sink and be able to turn and pull out a trash and scrape, mm-hmm. rinse in the sink and put it in the dishwasher without moving. I just twist. Oh, come on. <laughs> that, that, that takes the whole exercise out of cooking. I mean, the right way to do it. I think you have this wrong. The right way is you cut it all up at the sink, and then you take 87 steps to the trash can, (laughs) 89 back because you got a little sidetracked and took a detour. Look at all those steps we're missing out on. (laughs) Yes, I like to miss out on steps. (laughs) Um, If the sink is a long ways from the oven, you'll see pot fillers over sinks. Yes. Just be careful because if kids turn those on, (laughs) great plus. We've had a lot of misfortunes on those, so they're not my favorites if we have lots of children, especially boys around. Um, Sometimes I see people want to add an island to their kitchen. And they might put the island right in the middle. So then you have to walk around the island to get from the sink to the oven. Right. That sometimes can be a challenge. So really keep that in mind Mm -hmm. when you're considering remodels. Um, But, yes, you want to know how your kitchen functions. You also want to think about, like, what are the things you cook? If you do lots of fresh vegetables that you're slicing up and needing to rinse, do you need two sinks? So somebody can be cutting and rinsing while the other one's doing dishes. Are you? So those are all things to consider. And Mm -hmm. so it really does matter how you eat, when you eat, and those type of things. Right. Absolutely. And uh, talk a little bit about the baking center versus a cooking center that used to kind of be the the plan 25 30 years ago we have to have a baking area and we have to have a a a frying or cooking area and a talk about how that has evolved today so uh, when we used to make our own pie crust and we used to do a lot of pastries we would want those countertops because we're using a roller at 30 inches right versus the 36 sure so that's when we had baking centers and we wanted to be able to bake everything and slide it right into the oven right um, and then you would have your cooking where you're at the range top and you would mm-hmm. want all your utensils closed your frying pans all of that stuff right I think now people um, and there are some, I have met some bakers, but more they're multifunctional. Right. Our ovens and our appliances do more. Yes. So it's more about how do we use, utilize the space with multiple cooking, 
cooks. That is why I like doing the most cost effective way to get a double oven is to do a slide in range oven and then do like the microwave and oven on the wall unit. Okay. That way, if someone is baking, they can have the wall unit. You can be over at the range and you're not having to ask the other person to move. Sure. So if you have a large family or you do lots of events, that's really, really helpful. Right. Um, Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the flow of the cooking versus the flow of people. So by that, I mean, uh, I know a lot of folks have said, okay, we're going to renovate this kitchen. I want to put in an island with bar stools so the people that are here talking to me while I'm doing this have a place to be. How do you get that to function to where it's not a distraction, but yet can sometimes um, bring on maybe involvement? Uh, That's a really good question, and I get these questions a lot. So how much space do you think you should have between – so if you have the cooktop and then an island, how much space should you have? You should have minimum 36, maximum 60 inches. Most of the time, 42 to 48 works well. Um, If you're having seating, (laughs) you need about 42 inches behind that seating area. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to have seating, that's why you don't usually see seating in the kitchen. You see it on one of the parameters of the kitchen. Because to put it in the kitchen now creates a large span mm-hmm. between the two. Sometimes people have multiple islands. I mean, if you're really a big house and big cooks, I tend to be in more mid-sized houses, so we don't have that. We're trying to use our space the most efficiency. Sure. And we're trying to – that's why the walk-in pantry is so critical hmm. because it's more cost-effective. You're using shelves versus cabinetry right. typically. Right. So that can be super helpful in making it all work. What other new trends I, I, we could get into, in, in fact, we probably should, some of the add-ons, the roll-out shelves, the different types of racks that are available, the pull-out trash cans, the, the microwave that you showed in our live has been around for some time, but has really gained popularity recently. Talk about some of those add-ons. When you are doing a remodel, you may not have room for the microwave in the wall, right. the double oven. So those drawer microwaves can be really helpful. The add-ons I most of my clients like the most is the pull-out trash. So mm-hmm. you're not having to go under the sink. Um, that's probably the most popular along with the spice rack, which we forgot to show. <laughs> Both of those. There's but just so many things. I mean, we could have been there all day and left something out. There are. Um I'm noticing people using less of the tray dividers, like the silverware dividers, because mm-hmm. now you can get the bamboo ones that are adjustable, and people are liking that adjustability. Yes. But they do love the pullout that has all the canisters for your knife and everything, so it's not sitting on the countertops. I'm noticing people loving cleaner countertops. Mm-hmm. My coffee drinkers love, they usually have all kinds of equipment <laughs> that I don't understand because <laughs> I'm a tea drinker, uh, but they love to have like a coffee center, a lot right. of them, a place where all that lands. Um, Some of them like to put it in the pantry and just add a little sink in the pantry where they can fill the water. That way they can leave it set most of the day (laughs) as they're (laughs) playing with it. So it just kind of matters what you like. As far as looks, white kitchens have always, I just saw a poll showing white kitchens is still top. White kitchens are beautiful. I'm actually kind of getting bored of them. This is what happens when you do it. Over 400 houses, you're like, yes. yeah, okay. Um, this is still beautiful. I'm not complaining at all. I just, I'm liking seeing some color. I'm liking seeing some fun. I did a post asking people what color they liked in 
most people were like, I wouldn't want to do a color because I don't want to be stuck with it. Right. So there are some new colors at Custom Woods that I thought was nice. So I'm going to try one of them. It's kind of a gray green. So I like the idea of going with a neutral with just a little tint. They also have some whites that are like a little gray white, a little, you know, looks white from far away. But when you get close, you can see it has a tinge of something else, which might be an option. I am loving the tuxedo look. The tuxedo look is originally was black on the bottom. So a stained or dyed black bottom and then white uppers. And the reason I loved that, the first time I used it was with a couple that I was getting to build with for the second time and they'd had twins. So they have three kids under the age of seven. (laughs) The thing about stained wood is it holds up so much more hardy than the white painted. Mm So I loved it for this because at that size, right? If you're four feet or less, they're not going to reach that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, that was that, and it turned out just so beautiful. So I've been doing a lot of mixing of doing stained woods on the bottom and painted on top. If I only have a couple of painted cabinets, I might throw in just a couple color. So just getting creative. More in seconds. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned. More around your Kansas home is just ahead. Hi, I'm Nick McCart at Blue Dot Services. Do you have plumbing in your home? So if you're like most people, you probably don't even worry about your plumbing until there's water on the floor, there's no hot water, the drains are backing up, or you've got water in your front yard. You're either having these problems or you're going to. 785-272-1633 or bluedotkansas.com. You know you're going to. Turn it on, turn it on, turn it on with Blue Dot. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. We are back on this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Home. I'm Charlie Campbell, joined in studio by Annette Stahl, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, A-Design Discovery, Daltmeyer Homes. We've been talking kitchens. I have to jump into the email bag, charlie at aroundyourkansashome.com. I got a question last week, and I saved it for you. And I didn't even know we were going to talk kitchens when I got this email. I just saved it for you. And it says, we bought a 1970s home. It was filled with the Mediterranean look, which appears to me in magazines is starting to come back. We're renovating the entire thing. We're getting rid of some of the Mediterranean. However, are appliance garages still a thing? Because we have three of them. (laughs) Three of them? (laughs) Three of them. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I didn't get a photo. I asked for one. I haven't. So if that was your email, please send me that photo. I did ask. I'd love to see three in a kitchen. I'm like, really? So when we are doing remodels, it gets a little more fun and interesting. I like to stick with the era of the house. So in 1970s, if you're if you're going to make it all modern, then no, the appliance garages have kind of went away. If you're like, hey, I'm going to stay with this era and I'm just updating, right? Then you can totally keep them. It's do they have the feel you want? Are they functioning like you want? Are they allowing the area to flow like you want? Right. So those are really the questions. I feel like everybody needs, instead of looking at what's everybody else doing and does it fit in, like it's your home, your life. Right. How do you make it fit you and help you live the life you dream to live? And sometimes that appliance garage concept gets the appliance out of visual sight, but sucks up so much counter space that we find ourselves compensating for that by putting the things elsewhere. And then we have more of a congested 
This gets back to what you said. The primary need is that well, this portion is the is how right. it flows. You may be like, I don't like seeing my coffee stuff out, so I'm going to keep one and use it as my coffee station. Right. That way I can open it. It's open in the morning, then I sure. clean it up and I put it back. You know, that could be a nice solution. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's back in a corner that you wouldn't use anyway, or that's where you're going to put your coffee anyway. Right. So it's really just th- keeping those ideas in mind of what does it work for you and how you want to live. Now, upper cabinets. We, we used to do the uppers at 30 and then we spent a lot of time building these 12 inch boxes called soffits to carry from the top of the 30 to the ceiling and then there was a time when we did a 30 without the soffit and we put the plate rail across the top and that allowed you a place to store stuff that was a great place for stuff to get dusty and greasy and forget that it was up there and it kind of blends in and living in the home it just kind of goes away you forget that it's covered in dust and you don't even notice that. What are you doing with uppers today? I like to go to the ceiling. Okay. (laughs) If I'm going to, um, if I want to display things, then I like to put glass cabinets up top. Mm -hmm. That way the dust issue is less of an issue. Then you just have a door to clean. Right. And then you can just put lights in there if you want. Right. And it gives you some ambient lighting or just a place for people to get around. People still, sometimes they do cityscape, which means some cabinets are tall, some are lower. So it looks like a skiddy cityscape. A skiddy sape? Yeah, it's like a You thought I would forget the fact that you put the K in the wrong word, but that's okay. You know, it just, it it happens from time to time. And, you know, it's better than the, the typical. It hasn't happened yet. And there's, I don't know, 15 minutes left or so. Every show, you invent a word. I actually and, posted and I put it on their charcuterie board. Oh, yeah. I gave up on that one because I've never been able to say that word. I'm just glad it doesn't come up on here very often because I really do stink at that word. I'm just saying. So I said, well, I just say a word or make one up and I don't even know when I make them up. So. <laughs> oh, it adds all kinds of fun. You mentioned something in passing and I think it's a topic all on a, of its own. It would take a whole different visit with Kelly at Long Lighting, but let's talk about lighting in a kitchen and how the right lighting obviously has to match the flow and the function of the kitchen, but the right lighting makes or breaks even the best cabinet layout. Yes, it does. And I like under cabinet lighting for sure uh, because it always gets dark from those upper cabinets to the mm-hmm. lower right, and that's where mm-hmm. you're working. And then you're standing between the light and the work surface. Right. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I never really did get that, but anyway. Yeah, so under cabinet lighting is one of my favorite things. Um, there's lots of different lighting, but making sure you have all the layers of lighting and then you switch them separate. Sure. So if you only want your main lighting on because you're not working on the countertops, you want to be able to turn that under cabinet lighting on or off. Right. Separate from maybe what you have uh, cans, maybe sure. separate from what you have over an island or a peninsula. Okay. What about um, accent lighting above cabinetry? Are you doing much hidden lighting you that's can. lighting more the room? Um, you can. It creates some weird shadows, so you mm-hmm. have to be a little bit careful. <laughs> so I haven't successfully done it very many times, but there's those you can do. There's You can do anything with lighting now with LED because there's no heat. So No heat. Well, let's talk briefly about countertops. There's a lot to talk about there. Again, we're just going to skim across the surface of this because we could spend an hour on it. But we went from, we have 
formica options. We have granite options. We have um, concrete options. We have how many other options? You I know I'm wood, missing something. You can do quartz. Quartz, so, that was what I was um, thinking of. Laminate tops come in many brands. Right. Formica is a brand. That's true. Yes. <laughs> Along with Wilson Art. Right. They do have laminates that are looking much better than they've ever looked, but you will have seams if mm-hmm. you have runs over 10 feet. So right. kind of keep that in mind. And the seam will look different depending upon the color. Depending on the color and where it is. Right. You right. also won't be able to have an under cabinet, an under counter sink, which is darn it. I was hoping that was the word you were going to make up, but you slowed down, put on the brakes, and you guided yourself cautiously through that statement. I did. Sorry, I was just pointing that out because it made me laugh. Um, so, <laughs> so yes, so that is one of the disadvantages of laminate granite comes in many colors. It's often hard to get it a white color because it's coming from the earth. So right. a lot of times the whites you're gonna see as a marble. A marble is going to be a soft stone. Mm-hmm. So it will stain, it will scratch, it won't be very durable. Sure. Um, so I usually don't recommend those. And then quartz has always been my favorite because you can actually use it in doctor's office. It doesn't hold bacteria. With the resin issues, oh, the yeah. price of those have just outbudgeted themselves many times. Mm-hmm. So um, the ones that are really, really beautiful sometimes are really hard to get or are really high priced right now. Are you doing any mixing of some quartz in one area and yeah. maybe a laminate in another? Not laminate. I typically will mix granite and quartz. Um, you can mix laminate, like if you're not going to see much of it. But sure. you'll, the laminate will really look like laminate when it's next to natural That's stone. true. That's so absolutely true. I tend to not do that. I might put laminate in the pantry or somewhere where I can close a door. Right. Concrete cracks. That's inherited even absolutely. on countertops. It is a porous subject. Porous um, surface. So just keep that in mind if that's one of your choices of uh, the durability and how that's going to last, how they're sealing it, how you have to keep it up mm-hmm. and how that works. Um, there's glass countertops. Mm. You can uplight countertops. So if you do quartzite, um, it's permeable enough that you can uplight it. So you also know it's going to hold bacteria, right? <laughs> like it right. can hold the light through it. Absolutely. So just kind of keep those things in mind. There might be things you want for your bar, but maybe not in your kitchen. Uh, Visiting a countertop shop, so fun. Mm -hmm. So many options. And it's such a good way to get your countertops right now because then you know it's in stock. Yes. So first step, visit, get all those things in your head so that can help you figure out the three big keys to the kitchen design, which are number one. What is my feel I want? Number two. What is the function? And number three. How do I want it to flow in the kitchen and with the rest of the house? There you go. Feel, flow, and function. Speaking of those three, more shortly. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned. More Around Your Kansas Home is just ahead. Are you considering a renovation or construction project in the Topeka area and looking for an easier way to complete your project? Locally owned Topeka Wind Supply is here and ready to help you select the right products. Then we supply area professionals the products you picked out on time. 
From a small renovation to a large commercial construction project, the Topeka Wind Supply Team is ready to help you invest wisely in products that will last but don't break the bank. Doing a project yourself often results in wishing that you hadn't. As members of the Topeka Area Building Association, we supply the most professional contractors in the area that are ready to partner with you to complete your project on time and on budget. Imagine the taste of your dinner from an entire new kitchen or unwinding in a new custom bathroom. Let's leave doing it yourself to picking out colors and styles. Tell your contractor you want to pick things out at Topeka Wind Supply or just come see us. We have lots of referrals for you. Topeka Wind Supply, 3721 Southwest South Park Avenue, TopekaWindSupply.com. Now, back to Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. We are back on this week's edition of Around Your Kansas Home. I'm Charlie Campbell, joined in studio by Annette Stahl, Stone & Story Real Estate Group, A Design Discovery, Daltmeyer Homes. It is always exciting having you join, Annette. I mean, it, every show, there's something funny, and I just absolutely love having you as a guest. So thank you for carving time out of your weekend. Well, thanks for having me. Well, it's always fun to talk absolutely. about kitchens. We, we haven't talked a lot yet about door styles, which it's tough to really explain. But along with the door styles comes the hardware that goes along with them. And they kind of go hand in hand. So I tend to like simple um, is more easy to change over time. So I like to do the outer edge of doors to be just an eased edge. And if I want to do something fancy, I can do it in the middle. Sure. Um, flat panel is going to be more cost effective than raised panel. Right. Um, I always look at if I have an explosion of flour, how much is it going to be to clean up? <laughs> so what does it take to clean? <laughs> so as a designer, that sounds really odd, but we have had incidents. And so I've had to have Q-tips to get it like doors clean. How many of those incidents were on purpose? Well, they start out like such a great idea in my head and then they get out of control. As a boy mom, it can get out of control yes. way faster than you plan. Yes, you keep picking on boys instead of girls, but that's okay. Well, well I'm just going to leave that one alone. Boys, so I know. I know. I don't I just assume girls are all <laughs> dainty and sweet. I absolutely love that I, that phrase, that story you told on our live the other day about L U K backwards E. That was Funny. They were little, and he tried to blame his brother. <laughs> I was like, uh, you're the one with dyslexia. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. So anything else on hardware before we move on? Hardware, people always ask me, does it all need to match? No, it does not all need to match. Right. And it can match your lights. It doesn't have to. It can. So just really pick what you what feels good to you. Put your hand in it. Sure. What I mean by that is sometimes people are like, I love that. And then they go to put their hand in and only two fingers. Right. <laughs> and if you are like a tiny 90 pound right. little lady and your husband is 6'2", he's going to have much bigger hands. Right. So take that into consideration. So that goes back to on hardware, anything you do, how do you want it to feel? How do you want it to function? How do you want it to flow with your life? I also am not a fan of knobs. Do you want to know why? Absolutely. I was just getting ready to say. I have why almost hung myself so many times. I've lost so many belt loops. <laughs> I don't know how I get so caught on them. And then I love scarves and I'll get like hooked on it. And I just keep talking and I'm like, Wah! 
I'm sure so, it has nothing to do with how quickly you go from one spot <laughs> to the other. I don't know. And according to aging, it's better for us to have handles as we age because we can always stick our hands in and pull as we get arthritis. Right. Versus a knob, we have to take and create a claw. I'm creating a claw for <laughs> for you on the radio, which is <laughs> very lacking effectiveness. Um, <laughs> this whole show, I've been worried that a plane's going to land because of the way your arms are going. I'm just glad there's considerable distance and these metal pipes between us that keeps me from getting hit. Floor covering in a kitchen. How important is picking the right floor covering in your flow function and feel? It really is important. And this one goes with all of them again. Um, hardwood floors are beautiful and amazing. Just remember that when you <laughs> drop a can, it will dent. So just keep those in mind. Uh, I love tile also. Then you have the grout to deal with and it will break when you drop the can. So just hmm. keep those things in mind as you're choosing a floor. LVB is another one. It is a floating floor that's all plastic. So it's really, really durable. Um, and they have some great looks in it. So if you have pets and you're looking for something like that, that could be an option. Sure. Again, when we're thinking about flow, how's it flowing in the other rooms? Sometimes people ask me, they're like, I really want tile because of the water element. Right. Um, the rest of my house is hardwood floors. Is that okay? Totally okay. Right. I would look at some of the natural elements of tile, something that looks like slate or travertine. or So think about earth. Think about how do I balance my elements? Sure. So if I have wood, what would balance that is some earthy tones or earthy type of feels. Right. So just kind of keep that in mind. Cool. Backsplashes, an area we <laughs> talked a little bit about a few weeks ago. You made the exact same face. You must have this down to a science every time someone oh says goodness. backsplashes. What do you do on the back walls, the area between the top of the countertop, the bottom of the cabinetry? You can do absolutely anything your little heart desires. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, a lot of people are wanting to do beadboard right now. Just keep in mind that's wood. So that paint and everything is going right. to be a hardware on all the water and cleaning that up. Sure. Um, tile is the most popular backsplashes. I've seen tin metals that's really cool, but tile is the most popular. And then you're like, what tile? Okay, one million and ten <laughs> options out there. <laughs> yes, so no you kidding. Really, you're going to try to coordinate that with your countertop, with the look of your house. I personally love to keep it much more neutral and just texture. That way, I can layer it with the things, the canisters, and I can decorate and change with times. Sure. Uh, lots of people like to do really intricate, amazing, almost pieces of art as backsplash. Totally cool. Just remember <laughs> that if you get tired of it. It's going to be a little bit harder to change than it right. changing a right. set of canisters. You know, something we didn't talk about in the kitchen, what are you doing appliances and plumbing fixtures? So kitchen sinks, stoves, refrigerators, appliances were incredibly difficult to get for the longest time. I was just going to say they're not getting a lot easier on appliances right now. It's like, what appliances can I get? And then choosing the best out of those. Appliances by far, I think, are the hardest right now because even trying to read the reviews and seeing what has sustainability, it's those are pretty tough right now. Right. Find a good place that has a good person that knows a lot and ask some great questions. Um, sinks, Blancos are my favorite. Oh, yes. So I love my Blanco sinks. The Silk they, Granite is an amazing sink. 
it's just my favorites. Um, you can do one big sink. You can do, I love the low divides. So now they have, you can do a 60-40 and you can do a low divide. So you can stick your big pots under those. Mm-hmm. I love the gooseneck faucets that then have the pull downs. So those right. are kind of some of the favorite. Matte black is a new color. So if oh. you're looking at... Um, fixtures, plumbing fixtures, I really would encourage you to go matte black over oil rub bronze. Oil rub bronze is pretty much going out and you're seeing black come in. It really is. Well, as we wrap things up for another edition, as Annette Stahl makes up words on Around Your Kansas Home, final thoughts about the kitchen. You know what? It is the hub of the home. Right. Have fun. Spend your time designing, good designing, makes it all work, and enjoy. And let's remember the top three. How does it need to feel? feel? How does it need to function? And how does it need to flow in the the kitchen and the rest of the house? Breaks down to the two. On behalf of our audio engineer, Roger Heaton, our digital engineer, Mike Bascom, our executive producer, Tim Coley, I'm Charlie Campbell. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next week for another edition of Around Your Kansas Home. This has been Around Your Kansas Home with Charlie Campbell. Tune in every week for more tips to keep your Kansas home looking great. Around Your Kansas Home is a presentation of AM 580 WIBW and FM 104.9. Online, we're streaming on the TuneIn Radio app and at WIBWnewsnow.com. Podcast available at AroundYourKansasHome.com.